Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Super Black. We are your hosts, Carl. And Dan. And today we are going to be giving our impressions on the first episode of the Black Lightning television series on the CW Network. So, Dan, give me your initial impressions of the first episode. Overall, I liked it. I'm pretty impressed um, how well they stuck to the makes me wonder how much they're going to stick to it because there's a lot of really juicy stuff they can they can add as the seasons go on they made you feel like this is a show for black people even in the beginning when they got pulled over like that scene was intense yeah um because you think any you know because that that's something that is 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 well known especially in the black community I, I actually got a little uncomfortable watching it, and then towards the end, I got upset watching that particular scene. And then from that building on 100, which is the gang that uh, rules that particular town, um, and the characterizations were really good, too. The actors were pretty, were really good. You know, um, The costume, which we will talk about in a little bit, I kind of enjoyed the flashback costume a little better than the new one. Hopefully that evolve as the show moves on and moves forward in seasons. Um, but overall, like uh, I'll give it a, a eight out of ten. Fairly high praise. Uh, I I'm in your boat, kind of. I'm teetering on the edge. I enjoyed the show. Uh, I agree. There were scenes in it that were a bit. I guess uncomfortable would be an apt word to use. Like that. Like that pullover scene at the beginning is fairly uncomfortable you don't know what's going to happen well you know what's going to happen because it's the first 10 minutes of the show but um what i actually liked about that scene was the reference to the daughters in the narration when she said and something to the effect that thunder and lightning bore witness to the resurrection of black lightning yeah exactly but yeah that that scene was rather uncomfortable as we said to watch but it was i guess where this series was going to go you know they said you know there's gang violence uh stuff being pulled right from headlines and and it's it's even weirder because you can't even say it's like hyper realized world because that that's stuff that just happens you know that's that's not fake so that's i guess that's what makes it a little bit more uncomfortable you're, you're not pulled into this uh kind of super world you're pulled into the actual world where there's super where it just so happens yeah, which just so happens Black Lightning has superpowers. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see how they're going to um, weave that world in. I'm I'm still not too sure if it's, start, if it's uh, fully part of the Belantiverse. It'd be interesting if it is. Uh, for the time being, I don't want it to be because I want that world to mature a little more um, and have those characters not turn into the stereotypical Belanti team. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's... There's a lot of scenes like I'm watching. Um, once again, guys, spoilers. Watch it. Like the the club scene, uh, where we're introduced to the the bad guy who turns out to be the second in command of the big bad guy, where Black Lightning's daughter got sucked into that whole ordeal, and yeah. even that felt very. It felt very wire like the wire like you're watching the wire like somebody some innocent bystander gets sucked into somebody else's world and 
they're led to, you know, they, they, they're forced to go down a path. What made it a little different for me is the fact that like, both daughters were, were raised to be very, very strong. Like, just not even, like, physically, but just mentally strong people. Mm-hmm. Just what happens, they don't mind throwing a punch. You know, so that was fun to watch. And at the same time, also very uncomfortable because they went there very quickly in terms of like saying, no, so, you know, you said, your girl, we're going to, we're going to, you know, work your dead off by turning into a prostitute. Like, wow, that was, yeah, that was quick. That escalated quickly. Yeah, exactly. Just, I, I wanted to touch on my favorite scene of the episode and then I want to go into what I didn't like real quick. So my favorite scene in the episode is when Jefferson first encounters Lala when he asks him to keep the school as a safe zone and that his, you know, protect his daughters, the interaction between Jefferson and Lala escalates that, that I like that sort of escalation where you kind of see there's this weird sort of, uh, respect, this mutual respect going on, uh, to start. And then (laughs) Lala turns into this kind of very abusive father figure to this young boy who he he heard was playing video games on his phone instead of studying and the juxtaposition of the roughness that he's uh treating this child in front of jefferson like as to say it doesn't matter if you're on my turf jefferson um i'm gonna do whatever i'm gonna do he's holding this kid and trying to impart rather relevant uh wisdom absolutely you like get your head out of the video games you need to start um studying because you know people are going to walk all over you in life and you can't just be you know all in your phone but he's doing it like while like shaking this kid around and just getting real menacing and then as jefferson steps in to kind of just like hey chill out he pulls a gun on jefferson and he's just like uh you've been calling me by my real name this whole time i want you to say my actual name and then he forces jefferson to into this kind of bitchy role where he's just like he calls him by his street name and it, it's, it's this it's, weird it's balance ego. of power. Yeah, it's, but it's a weird balance of power. And I, I mm-hmm. love I love the juxtaposition, the way they played. The two actors there really played well off each other. And it set it set him up as uh, Lala up as a really um, interesting villain. I didn't like the fact that he had a boss that he bitched out to. Like I would yes. I would have much rather him. It it kind of undercut a lot of what had come before. It remind um, me of um, of Luke Cage season one, where they built up this amazing uh, boss, and then just killed him off and brought somebody else on. Who was less and, interesting? Yeah, that was less interesting. But I have to give this much: the the actor that plays Tobias Whale, he's good. He plays I, like he he plays a role with a with a little gravitas that he's like, okay, I want to see what you can do. Like he seemed classically trained, which I appreciate. I I get I get it, you know, but I don't I didn't enjoy the fact that there was kind of another kingpin character floating around on TV. Yeah, that's one. Two again, just to reiterate, I didn't like the fact that they undercut Lala, who I had grown to enjoy and kind of fear a little bit, mm. um, in the forty five minutes leading up to you know this this other dude Tobias Whale, mm-hmm. and uh, I. I didn't like that once Tobias was introduced fully, when he started speaking, when he started interacting with Lala, they turned the hyper-realism up, 
where he yes. shoots him, he shoots him with a harpoon and it's like what why do you have a harpoon gun because you're Tobias Whale. <laughs> yeah, I get that, but but we've spent the whole episode kind of establishing that this is a real world, and this guy just so happens to have superpowers. But then you have people shooting harpoons at other people, and not, and it mm-hmm. kind of took me out of the experience. Like, what? Why? Well, is keep this... in mind, he say like, with the scene before that, he fed a guy to promise. Like, I I think Tobias Whale is is that link to the comic book world where they're still very much skirting that line. And, you know, as the season goes on, we'll see what happens. You know, Tobias Whale is that person, like that, that campaign character that will link them to the comic, comic world, but at the same time, the rest of the cast will be grounded. I, I want to touch on the things that I didn't like and then um, kind of close out this episode. Uh, I did not like Black Lightning as a character. From the costume to the action to the voice, to the just everything about it was was negative for me. And I don't know why, and, and I, you and I have had quick conversations about my reservations of this series, but it all kind of came ahead, came to a head in the episode. Uh, I, I'll, I'll just touch, I don't like the outfit. It's awful. It's too big and too bulky, and it looks too much like the Atom. I agree. Is, which is another costume I don't like. Uh, I agree that the flashback outfit was better, but it was still bad because it had like plasticky lightning vest. Don't do that. Just don't do that. <laughs> but there, but he looked, but that costume looked like it was, it breathed more and he was more flexible. Like I didn't believe he could move in that big bulky electronic thing. It was awful. Yeah. And it made him look thick. I mean, he could do he could do wide roundhouses, and that was pretty much it. That seemed to be his go-to move. Um, but yeah, it's like I agree, it's, it's way too clunk, clunky. And this is where the whole Berlanti verse thing comes into play. Where you know, as the seasons with all the shows, as the seasons go on, the costumes evolve. Just to, not to cut across you, but he needs to fly. Because the one big thing that stuck out to me, like a sore thumb, is like, how does he get from point to point? That dope car he got pulled off, pulled over in his yeah. uh, his station wagon. Is he is that is is that unassuming enough that he can get from point to point? You know, I think, that, I think that, does that mask does the fact that his goggles turn black when he's speaking make him? You know, is it the Superman thing where you can't tell who he is if he's wearing glasses? That was my next point. His daughters looked him in the face mm. and all I'm okay, I'm sorry. If my dad walked into a room with goggles that were blacked out, I would still know it's my father because yeah. it's my father. Yeah. Like, it, like the the the, the frame. I, I guess that's a conceit you have to make when you're watching a comic book show. I guess because um, no, because nobody wants to put their lead in a full mask to hide themselves. Like look at Marvel. Like Captain America never wears his his uh his his uh, helmet anymore, barely ever. And neither the neither the Thor, you know, because they don't want to take those handsome faces off the screen for for more than a second. Look, that's more fine. I don't I don't mind any of that. My mm-hmm. biggest gripe are the the inconsistencies in setting up this world where we're meant to you show us these young women who are smart who are capable who are aware 
even if they if one of them chooses to be blissfully unaware while she's aware which was Mm -hmm. mad frighteningly upsetting but i like the characterization because that's an actual person but Mm -hmm. you set them up to be this smart and then you tell me that they can't uh, recognize their dad in some goggles his voice didn't even change yeah that that that, kind of drove me a little buggy as well it was just he had the batman voice filter on which is another go-to that i don't like anymore it was fine and arrow but now it's just like what why is that a thing so my my whole thing is if you're going to set up this world with these smart people they should have known at that point that that was their dad they should have said dad and then that should have been the like the conflict that he has to get through it's just like reconciling with his daughters like yes i used to be black lightning i am black lightning now and then have them the conflict be them being worried about him going out into the world and then them discovering their powers Mm. but instead they gave us the let's get out of here i didn't know who black lightning was no you totally knew he's the same height as your dad you you you've you've been looking at this man in his eyes you're you know his eye line you know where his face is you know his haircut you know his beard like he's he has a distinct face and voice. Absolutely. Like it's not he's not a unassuming dude. So it's it's weird little things that 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 bother me. But but once again, you know, this is playing the devil's advocate. That's a conceit you have to make when you're watching these comic book shows. That's a conceit you have to make. I know, but I my I I guess my gripe is I don't want to make conceits anymore. Just make it you can still Smart. do yeah, make it smart. You can still do interesting storytelling when when you're given a hero that, for all intents and purposes, doesn't have a costume that will like keep him uh, his secret identity, you know, secure. If you you you're telling me that his daughters are smart, you're showing me that they're gaining powers. You're showing me that they are they're steeped in this world, but you can't tell me then that they don't recognize their dad to be black lightning outside of that my biggest 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 problem with the black lightning introduction is that his daughters have been kidnapped and he is strutting to get to them i would be sprinting and i i feel like and this is why i'm saying i don't like making conceits if just imagine how stressful and tense that scene would be if it was a father with superpowers stressed out of his mind that his daughters are unsafe and about to be killed, literally sprinting through hallways, kicking doors open and just like frantically fighting off, like getting punched and just reacting just straight up adrenaline, parental, um, just vibe, just going through this, this hotel or motel or whatever it was. Think of the, take that silly soundtrack out where he's he, he he might as well have been strutting with the shaft theme behind him he's walk he's walking and both his daughters have been kidnapped by a, a gang who they've told us murder people for no reason the whole conceit of the episode was that these people kill people willy-nilly your daughters you know have what? been kidnapped and you are strutting your stuff in your new outfit dude pick up the pace and the fact Mm. that they cut back to the daughters being scared and crying and they change the music and the tone when lala is like smacking that dude with the gun and then you cut back outside and they put the 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 funky music back on and he's just kind of you know 
uh, shoulder strutting, yeah, and kicking people all slow and and weird and looking all clunky. And then he gets to the doorway, and again he's staring at his daughters. The dude takes a shot at him, point blank range. Why does why do these heroes always just stop and stare at people and then just face off with these weird like you hit me, then I hit you, then you hit me, then I hit you. Like if I see another face off where where the bad guys and the good guys walk up to each other and face each other and just kind of throw powers at each other. It happened in the runaways too. And it made me sick. I'm going to fart. (laughs) All right. So yeah, so I have to now watch that show again through Carl's eyes, through your eyes, because it makes sense. Like with with everything you just ran down right there, it definitely makes sense as to why that didn't make sense to you. To you know, me, like I in mean, my head, yeah, yeah. It's like in, in my head, you know, why? Because comics, like that—that's pretty much how it goes. You know, why? It's like you know, when certain things happen, like oh, the old trope that I'm okay with. You know, because I, I this don't is know. That's but but let let's look at it from this angle. How many comic book shows and comic book movies and comic book properties have we have been adapted that we've had to sit through this lazy ass weird storytelling? How many, man? That's very true. And I get they want to give they want to give uh, kind of like this frame to the outfit. Like, look at this superhero; he looks so cool. You can do that in a more organic way. Like, show me show me that costume moving while he's rushing to get his children. His children. Ugh. But that's just my. <laughs> I was that took me right. I was like, really, guys? Come on. I give it a solid. I give it a solid five. Five, okay. For, so there's room for improvement. I would say so. You know, I'm I'm watching Black Lightning now, and I'm excited because it's a strong cast of characters. Well, a strong cast in general, like all yeah, of them, the, especially yeah the female leads. The, well, the, the, yeah, the female leads are incredible. You know, all it's like it's 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 so refreshing to me to see all the main characters be these strong, empowered people. You know, so I, I I'm giving it benefit of the doubt, and I'm 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 looking forward to the rest of the season to see where it goes. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, I'm with ju- you. Just just to be like extra nerdy, I would love to see Static Shock show up <laughs> at least once. But that's an episode for another day. Okay, Dan, I'm gonna get you out of here because I know you're tired. <laughs> So thank you guys for listening to this special Black Lightning Review Edition uh, of Super Black. Please head over to the site and listen to the original Black Lightning podcast that we did. Uh, It's full of information and us crapping on his costume again, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, stay tuned for more episodes from us. It's going to get real fun real quick. 2018 should be a fun year. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. That's all we got for you today. Full stop. See you later, guys.